Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another Mav Puck cast with Jason and John. Thanks again for tuning in. So, John, getting started our usual way. What are you drinking? I am drinking hot apple cider Ooh. that your wife made for me. Nice. Very nice of her. Yeah, it's very good on a cold day like today. And it's, well, I guess it's not actually snowing, but it did snow last night. So. It did snow. It didn't snow as we didn't have snowmageddon like they were predicting, but. Yeah, it's we thought of, the world was going to end and we got like a dusting. Yeah, it's messy. It's kind of a little icy Yeah, in our, but yeah, not not bad at all. So not yeah, so bad. she fixed me this lovely hot apple cider, so Yum. good stuff. So since we learned something this weekend, we, we learned... Oh yeah, we definitely did. That this segment, well, the bane of some of our listeners... Yeah, people give is us... This is apparently very effective. Yeah, people give us crap about this, but but it works, people... Because in the last episode, Jason decided to put a hex. We tried to jinx Johnny Walker. Yeah, Arizona State's Johnny Walker, top scorer in college hockey. And for those of you who weren't at the game, he got blanked he both did, games. He did get blanked, and that's because you drank Johnny Walker White. That's right. You had a shot of it at the end of last week's episode, trying to blank him for this weekend. And it paid off. It did. So, so, for, yeah, so since the, it works... Yeah, I am going to uh, crack open some generic Coors Light in an attempt to hex or jinx next week's opponent, Caro College. I'm so I'm glad you. It was the easiest Colorado-based beer that you could find, wasn't it? <laughs> the most like low-level, <laughs> basic thing I could get to. I was like, well, I could go with. I got a lot of Colorado, Colorado stuff, obviously. You know. Being from there, I've I've just grown up, you know, as long as I could drink. Right. Um, drinking stuff from there. So I was like, oh, I got a lot of choices here. I want to go with something generic and basic for these guys because they're pretty generic and basic. Hopefully they'll run a very generic system and we can just pick it apart. I hope we can too. All right, how do you get one drink in there before we go in? Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I apparently got a little spoiled with some good stuff there. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forgot what Coors Light out of a can tastes like. <laughs> so, Jason, you and Bridget decided to, you know, get charitable on Twitter. We did have a little bit of a giving string to us this holiday season. Yeah, I we? know. I was, I, I can't remember, was that Thanksgiving? That was Thursday, wasn't it? I believe it was Thursday. It was either Wednesday yes. or Thursday. I can't remember. I was taking a nap whenever it was. And then I <laughs> get on Twitter and I'm like, Bridget, what did you do? <laughs> Who so, gave yeah. her the password to the account? <laughs> exactly. So Andrew Bell, who um, is a sports editor for the State Press Sport, which is, he was involved with the production of the Arizona State broadcast when we played okay. down there in October. Oh, okay. So he's not connected to UNO. No. Okay. But, um, you know, he was, one, one of the things he was trying to do was he was trying to raise money because... The California wildfires have mm -hmm. kind of hit close to home for him. And so his uncle was the superintendent, is the superintendent of schools uh, in Butte County in California. So um, they were trying to raise money um, to help the uh, students who were um, headed back to school from having to deal with those wildfires. They were affected by the campfire wildfire it, in California, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure too. And so Bridget saw this because we follow him on 
we follow lots of people on Twitter from around the world of college hockey and the institutions that we play. And so Bridget said that she was going to pledge $25 for every goal that UNO scored this last weekend against Arizona State. And then she tagged you and she tagged Connor right. in the post. And I'm like, I see this and I'm like, oh, Bridge, don't shame Jason into doing it. He's going to be like, what's she doing? We're not doing the podcast anymore. So then I took a nap and then later I get on there and you say, oh yeah, I'll, uh, I said I'll, I'll do donate $10 per goal. Was it $10? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so you were like, you were like, okay, I'll do $10. I said Even I'll though Brid- Bridge is doing $25 per goal, but you say... I'll also donate a hundred dollars for each shutout Shut that they get, and then Bridget's like, "Keep I'll... in mind, I'm thinking we have a four goal GAA for the season, so the odds of me having to spend a hundred bucks are pretty low." And again, I'm napping because I'm in a turkey coma at this point. And Bridget gets on there, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll do. I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that challenge too. I'll, in addition to the twenty-five dollars per goal that I'm donating, if UNO scores a goal." I'm also going to donate $100 for a shutout. (laughs) Then Saturday happened. And then this happens. Yeah, exactly. I guess the big question is, is I know Evan's fairly active on on Twitter because I've seen him like stuff and he's retweeted some things and stuff. Do you think he actually heard it? I mean, I'm looking at Bridget during Saturday night's game and I'm like, really? And then I'm looking at you in the row behind <laughs> us, and I'm like, nice job, dude. And Bridget's like, it's money well spent to get a sweep over Arizona State, especially after what happened in October. Yeah, and to get the shutout on Saturday. So, yeah, so it was a big one. So, you know, I'll be interested to see if you two decide to keep this going all season. This, you know, if, if UNO starts, you know, getting successful, winning games and pitching shutouts, it, you know... If it costs a hundred dollars per shutout and we can just shut out the rest of the season, I'd gladly give a hundred dollars to a charity every <laughs> two hundred dollars every week. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't know where I'd find the money yet, but if that's what it took to get us a And this is the I mean, kind that'd of be pretty amazing. And this is the kind of dedication that we have. Yeah. As you and hockey fans. Don't I, ever doubt it. Evan's out there, if he's out there reading slash listening, I he can pick the charity that I give to. I know we've got superstitious. We've got well. superstitious drinking games to hex other players, and one of the top scorers in the country didn't score. Ah, and yeah. now this. So, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about our uh, series against ASU here. That was a great series. Uh, yeah, skating away with two wins. I'd say so. It was. Although we established we're not pro- not scared since we both picked the split, and we were both wrong. We were. But a week ago, a split seemed pretty, pretty, we're happy pretty with safe. Pretty up, yeah, we would we would have been happy with the split. So this was good. It was really exciting. You know, watching Mike Gabinet um, in the little clip packages that uh, UNO put up on mm-hmm. the Omaha Mavericks YouTube channel, you could just tell by his body language after Friday night and after Saturday night. Uh, this series you could just tell it just looked like a weight had been lifted you could tell he really felt good about how the team had played and i think the fans felt great about how the team played yeah it was a good series yeah as a fan i thought the guys really 
you know, they really came together. They skated hard. They played uh, with a sense of urgency. They, you could yeah. tell they were a team on a mission this weekend. Yeah, they were committed. They they skated hard. They they got loose pucks. They they won the the little puck battles and stuff. And that that was something I thought. You know, we were losing a lot of the the. 50-50 battles for a puck in a corner or something. like We just always seem to be the ones on the short end of the stick on those things. Absolutely. The play in the defensive zone was really good this weekend. Passing was a lot better this weekend. Yep. Uh, I think third period Friday night, we started to get into our old old ways, unfortunately. Uh, and there was a little bit of it uh, on Saturday. Right. But for the most part, they were passing the puck well. They were moving well, skating like you mentioned, so... Played a little bit more good. physical game, yeah. So, I think the big thing that probably stood out to a lot of fans on Friday's game was the two game misconducts, losing two players. Sure. Uh, one of which, uh, Ryan Galt, unfortunately, we lost for Saturday's game. His suspension went beyond. So, what did you think of... What do you think of those two plays and... and do you think they were warranted? Do you think? You know, I think that's, I'll be honest with you. The, the Jalen Schultz, that was the first five minute. Yeah. And I did not, I didn't really see what happened on that play. And to be honest with you, I didn't see what Galt did either. Okay. Maybe I was looking at my phone. I might've been, I might've been uh, tweeting about this on Twitter. <laughs> so I didn't really know. Obviously uh, you never like to take five minute majors as a team. But what was really impressive, I thought, was the fact that they went through roughly a ten-minute period there. Yeah, they were. I mean, those. It wasn't like it yeah. was a, a five-minute in the first and a five-minute in the second. I mean, they were they, they overlapped. They, they were killed, back to back. Right. They killed off both of those. Yeah. Which was. And as I explained to people sitting around us, it's score as much as you want on a five-minute major. Absolutely. So. so that was big that they were able to kind of weather the storm and. Right. Uh, I believe Recovering Ops, at Recovering Ops on Twitter, pointed out that those were the only two penalties that UNO took on Friday night. Is that correct? That might... I'm trying to think. I don't know. That was that was a pretty astounding stat That's... when I saw that. He tweeted that out you know, either Friday night or Saturday morning, so I wasn't altogether sure. And Jason's probably looking at me I'm like... I'm looking it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, those were the only two. Those were the only two penalties that Omaha took on Friday. I mean, you took big ones, but yeah. Well, in a game that was, you know, kind of back and forth like that game was, that was big to not, you know, spend any more time than that in the box. Well, and I think if you looked at the number of shots um, between the two nights, you would be surprised to know that we gave up more shots on Saturday than we did on Friday. Yeah. Even though we gave them 10 minutes of a power play, basically. Yeah, it certainly, it didn't feel like that on Saturday night, yeah. but it was impressive. We gave up 44 shots Saturday night. Evan I know. pitched the shutout. Yeah. First yeah. shutout yeah. in two seasons. <laughs> that was so cool. I think the only, the only thing I can remember that was better for Evan was when he got his goal. That was pretty cool, too. But yeah, but yeah seeing him get his shutout was pretty awesome. No, that was big for him. I think... There were a lot of people talking on social media uh, about Galt's penalty. I think mostly because it was right. It was an away from the play kind of thing, and I can tell you, I was watching it, uh-huh. and I I assume 
I have to assume the refs know what they're talking about. I know that's not a safe assumption a lot of times. But I'm like, there's a linesman in between these two. I didn't see a stick anywhere near this kid, and he just kind of buckles over like, oh, poor me. Right. And I'm thinking, you sap. Like, grow a pair and let's go. And I, I <laughs> when they were just ending, I'm like, <laughs> how is it like possible, like the physics of this? Does he have a curved stick? I don't, does he play with something? I don't get it. Like, I, I still can't really fathom like how that happened. It must have happened, but I just. Well, and I wanted, I wanted to go back and look at it on the, you know, archived game on NCHC TV. And but they it's not didn't on show there. that. No. Because, yeah, so the, the camera that they pinned to apparently was focused somewhere else. Yeah. Now, the NCHC has access to the entire bank of video, so every camera gets recorded 100% of the time. Okay. And so, in theory, they could go back as long as one camera was pointed in that direction, which you can right. imagine it probably was. Um, they'd be able to go back and review that. I know it's something, you know, there was a spearing incident uh, a few weeks ago and stuff, and, and they review those types of things, and, and they really need to and want to get that stuff out right. of hockey in general, not just college hockey, so... So I can kind of I can kind of understand it. I know a lot of people on social media that I was reading were just kind of hard on on Ryan for doing that to, to go kind of out of his way and yeah, they were pretty incensed about it. I mean, you never like you know a player to go for the to go to the box for five minutes. You don't like to have to kill off majors in a game, right? So obviously, you know, you don't want those situations to happen, especially with your kind of senior leadership. Yeah. However, sometimes in the heat of the game, especially playing this team, I mean, that that series down at, you know, Arizona State last month was... But these, for not being in the same conference, this was a... It's, it's, this felt like a conference game. It does. It feels like there's a real rivalry developing between these teams, yeah. you know, and emotions were high. And so, I mean, sometimes that stuff happens. So I don't, yeah. I don't really, you know... In the heat of battle, these things can happen. I don't really fault the player. Yeah. I think the downside, I think, uh, a lot of it was just that he came off the bench. He wasn't on the ice when the initial incident happened. For those of you that, uh, I guess we can kind of explain the play just in case maybe people weren't weren't there or something. Um, The Arizona State player had, in my opinion, didn't even look to attempt to stop and just steamrolled Evan. He took out Evan. And... Galt was on the bench. Galt came out for a change, challenged him when the linesman was taking him over to the box, and that's when this altercation happened. And I, I've talked to a few people. For me, I think that the real downside was that no one on the ice, none of the UNO players on the ice stood up to that. Like, I, I guess maybe I'm just old school, but in my world, like they run your goaltender, all like gloves off, Everything's out the window. I mean, that guy would have just been pummeled and meleeed and tackled. And I don't care how many linesmen and referees you have, it would have been because but, you protect your goaltender. And I think to a Jason, certain extent, that was Ryan play, protecting Evan. But Jason, they're trying to play more disciplined. I, we're not going to the box. We're not yeah. taking cheap penalty type of hockey. And here's the thing: but the, when you run my goaltender, every, <laughs> everything I, goes out the window when you I run the know, goaltender. I know, but you know, but again, they. They took out Wenninger. Mm-hmm. They were getting ready to go to the box. 
you had to, well, we were already on the five on three, so yeah. you'd even it out at at four on four at that right. point for a couple more minutes, and then they're going to get power play again. Right. So then he gets his penalty, and then you're yeah. having to do this for another five minutes. Yeah. So, but I know I I won't fall. I'm not one that's going to say that you know. I think he he served his suspension. He 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 did his time. I don't, I don't get too worked up about I, that stuff one way or another. I know I know some fans do, and that's yeah, that's fine. But that's I mean, I tell him keep your cool. But quite honestly, I like the edge, so keep going. Look, I like to see those players. That's the one thing we saw this weekend was we actually saw those guys play with a lot of heart and a yeah, lot of emotion and a lot emotion, of passion, yeah. and that's what we that's what we've been wanting to see this. But not season. so much that they're out of position. Or... No, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly but right. There's that fine line, and they I thought they they rode the line pretty well. Yeah. So. And there were some good performances this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some things still to figure out. Uh, we had Tyler Weiss back. That was a, a pleasant addition back to the team. And, and yeah, and it may, he, not, it may not have shown up on the stat sheet, but... He made a lot of really good plays, though. Yeah, he has really good puck awareness, and he has really good presence on the stick, ice. Especially Friday. Yep. I think the challenge was, I noticed a lot, not so much on Friday, a little bit on Friday, but a lot on Saturday, that... He had the puck. He'd get into the zone. He'd make a move. And then, I mean, he's just like on an island by himself. Yeah. And it's like, now I've got to, now I've got to make another amazing, <laughs> you know, dangle between a yeah, exactly. legs or yeah. something because I've got no one with me. Right. And so I think coach needs to work on, on lines a little bit with him. Well, and I think he'll, you know, once he's, you know, got a little bit more game experience and right. more experience with these guys over the course of the next, you know, month or two, I think he'll mesh in better. He'll find someone he has some chemistry with. Because I, I don't know that you really want to mess too much with the Olsen Morelli line does well. We've had Ward on it for a while. I thought yep. Ward did really well on that line. That, that line played we really had well Connelly this weekend. Connolly this weekend on yep. that line. And I think Connolly still fits in there, you know, really, really well. Uh, I was telling when we were standing in line to get some, some beer at intermission, I was telling um, Kevin Shreves I was talking to yeah. that I really think that they need to put Spinner on a line with, uh, with Weiss. I think that Spinner's been a little bit... I. I I'd like to see him get a little bit more production. And I think that having a playmaker like Weiss on, on his line could make might things help. happen. So I'd like to see sure. that. Uh, Gavna, if you're listening, that's my request. Put I'm the sure. two of them together. Let's see if this works. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to implement that this week. Yeah, I'm sure for he the Colorado College But the upper class. as much as my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the upperclassmen were impressive this weekend. Yeah. I thought Riley Alford had a great weekend. He got a shorthanded goal. I take that. He, you know, and that was a big goal. That was a nice play. That, that was, was a great very nice steal. play. Right in, good yep. puck awareness in the neutral zone. The yep. Yeah, absolutely. He picked that guy's pocket. Yeah, takes it in. That was that was huge because that put us up two to zero, oh, two two to zero, oh, two to nothing. If I recall yep. correctly, it did, and we were two hundred percent on the power play when you figure we had a power play goal and the shorthanded goal. That, at that is point. nuts. Travis Cothenbutel got his first career goal. Yeah. For UNO, the guy with the really long name. It was big, and that was a bit. That came at a good time on that team. That was that was big on Friday. We were getting on our heels a little bit, so we were. that really shifted things back in our favor, just just enough to to kind of push us through. And as thoughts. I said, Riley Alford, you know, he was working behind the neck. Yeah, he uh, slipped the puck across the crease, and Cotham Butel put it in. It was a beautiful goal, and I think that got the team going. Mm-hmm. And that was the Friday game. You know, if you look at the third period. 
we give up that shorthanded goal. Yep. And we're down four to three at that point. If I recall yeah. correctly. And you're a little bit worried. Are we going to be able to? Pull yeah, because it's been such a good game for UNO up until that point. <clears throat> been a very entertaining game, and you're like, just. You're Come worried on, that it's going to be one of those demoralizing losses yep. where you were in it and then you were out of it. and Yeah. But they. But they came together, through. They played strong. They, they bounced back really quick. And, and that, I think, was the big thing. Like, you didn't have this prolonged period of time uh, where they were down a goal right. trying too hard. Uh, they start to grab their sticks a little bit harder. They start to try to force things a little bit more right. than they would normally do. Um, they just went right back to work and they got it evened yeah. up. And then. Exactly. And so, you know, Mesa Morelli this weekend, Freddie Olofsson, yeah. they were big this weekend. They which, weren't. Uh, which yeah. That's what you need from yeah. your senior veteran leadership. and Why they were stars of the games both nights. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And Evan had a terrific game in net on Saturday night. Well, yeah, when 44 save yeah. shutout is pretty terrific. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Any better adjective. Well, and, you know, Mike Gabinette said in the postgame presser, he's been the goalie who's played the and worked the hardest in yeah. practice. And it's nice to see that hard work pay off. It really is, because he's a good guy. Um, he's logged a lot of hockey for UNO. Yeah. And he hasn't had a lot of help up front. And this weekend, he got a little bit more help up front. Didn't it? But he made, made some difference. great saves. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, And Coach decided, apparently, he was going to be a little bit of a traitor on Saturday, and he wore Creighton colors. Oh, yeah. His tie was that kind of like that yeah. soft kind of... Creighton blue tie. Yeah. What's exactly. with that? Like, he played here. He should know better, right? Well, it worked. It Did. worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the superstition of us is coming out. Is Gab's going to have to wear that same tie every keep week? Wearing the, keep wearing that. Keep wearing the kind powder of that, blue tie, That sort of brown, tan, striped tie he had on Friday, and keep wearing that you know, baby blue tie that he wore on Saturday. And you should show up in a hoodie like the... So the professional football player. Exactly. <laughs> but here's the thing, Jason. I don't see him wearing a hoodie ever. I know. All right. We're four seven and two now. Yeah. And as you know, on past episodes, I've said if they can just pull themselves back to five hundred by the first of the year, yeah, they'll have a lot to play for. Which is doable with the, when you look at the schedule and, and absolutely what we got so. Yeah, we could get there. Exactly. Six games before January first. And I've said it doesn't matter. The way the format works, play well in the conference tournament, win your conference tournament, and you're in right. no matter what. Exactly. So, and as we've learned the last several years that we've been in this conference, you play roughly 500 hockey, win 17, mm-hmm. 16, 17, 18 games. You're going to be in the conversation in those rankings that Connor does not, not want, want us, us to talk, talk about. about. We've got to mention that every week until we finally do get to talk about them. But Connor, but yeah. you're gonna to have to tweet us and tell us when we're allowed to mention exactly the aforementioned rankings. Oh, that's right. So the Mavs made gotta be soon. The Mavs made a statement against Arizona State. Yep. that was a big win. They they need to take that energy into Colorado College next weekend because that's a doable series for UNO. So let's talk about the promotion that. Uh, Yes. Nebraska Omaha is running. So if you are interested, 
if you like Maverick Hockey or if you listen to us and want to know what the heck we're talking about. Right. UNO, for their Cyber Monday deal, is doing four seats for the second half of the season every game for $200. Right. And as we you told me before the show... I think your wife looked this up. It starts with Alaska Anchorage. Yeah, they mentioned that when they mentioned the promo on Saturday. They mentioned that it starts with the Alaska Anchorage series. Uh, so that's series. that's the series that's kind of the New Year's weekend. Yeah, that them. weird one. It's like yeah. Saturday, Monday. Yeah. And it's like noon on Monday. Noon on Monday, which is, that's oh, a weird By the weird way, I'm not time. coming to work on Monday, just so people know on the 31st, if my boss listens to this. Yeah, if you do go to work, I'm going to give you a bad time on the following I, podcast, so. I know. Oh. So that's a great deal. What that's did we figure they're getting? Deal. Ten games. I think we figured it was ten games, right? For two hundred bucks, four seats. Four seats, five dollars per ticket per game. That is an amazing deal. Now, as a season ticket holder, Jason, and these are the kind of discussions we had during the years that they played downtown. When we were at the clink, right? Right. The question is: Does a as you know, you and I both sit in the upper bowl. You have four right. season tickets. I have five season tickets. Okay. How does it make you feel having these kinds of discounts for people who are kind of the Johnny come lately? Yeah. I, I understand the position of the university. I understand the need to fill the seats and, and you know, you want get people there, this, sell concessions, right? Especially for a, for a school like Omaha where, I don't think anyone in the athletic department thinks that they're going to go in selling out basketball, volleyball, soccer. You know, you know you're not going to sell out those. Those are not your right. prime time sports. Your A1 sport is hockey. And sure. so you really want that sport to turn a profit to help support the other sports. It's the same thing at, you know, at Lincoln. You need football and volleyball and basketball to turn profits to support some of those other sure smaller markets smaller venue yeah. kinds of sporting events um so i get where they're coming from I, I i get the the need and i think it's a great promotion i think that people who are interested in in going to games really should jump on this because i in my, all my years of going to, to hockey in general in any hockey i haven't seen a, a deal this good comparative to what what it costs a season ticket yeah. holder per game. Because we uh, pay about $300 per seat to sit in our right. section, section 216 in the upper bowl. So we're paying, I'm paying roughly $1,500 per season uh, per season for my right. season tickets. You're paying slightly less than that. You're paying right. like $1,200. It's, it's, it's the same cost <laughs> per seat. Yeah, and obviously game. we get a discount because they haven't, you know, they when they don't use the play uh, the home playoff tickets, that right. kind of rolls over. Until and we they assume that these, uh, I haven't seen anything that, that outright says it, but we assume that these does not include any. Yeah, we're assuming this is just the regular game. season. Um, and when you figure that the second half of the season is conference stuff, so there, that's where you get the premium game where that's that one game, North sure. Dakota and Denver um, in the past have been the two games that have been premium games where the tickets cost $10 more whether you sit up or a lower right. bowl. And if you look just in general, like, for example, next weekend against right. Colorado College, the single game seats, upper bowl are $20 per seat. Right. Lower bowl are $30 per seat. And then when North Dakota comes to town, $30 per seat for upper bowl, 
40 per dollars. seat for lower bowl. So they're getting a pretty severe discount. Right. And it's it, like, like you said, there, there, there was a constant debate about this when they were downtown because they would do lots of discounted tickets, lots of promotional type tickets, lots of freebies. And the common refrain that you would hear among fans is, you know, why should I buy season tickets if they're going to, you know, have all these giveaways, right. have all these promotions, you know, obviously this is a, a very limited time promotion. It's black Friday, cyber Monday type of deal. Right. You know, so it's, it's not going to be, I'm, you know, I'm assuming they're not going to offer this deal, you know, you know, the next few weeks leading into that Alaska Anchorage series. I don't, I mean, maybe they'll extend the deal, but mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you could get a little bit cynical if they start doing this too much as a fan, because you could start to say, does that devalue me buying my yeah. season ticket? Granted, you get your good seats that you got to pick out. And because you're a loyal season ticket holder, you have an opportunity to upgrade before everybody else does. And you're getting a full season of tickets. But you ask yourself the question, is it worth it? Right. And we didn't have season tickets when we were at the clink for a while, mostly because, number one, we just didn't want to commit to two nights you know, almost every other weekend, practically with kids. Yeah. You when guys. you have kids that are young and stuff, it, sure. it just didn't make sense. And it wasn't like we couldn't get tickets if we wanted to go. You knew the and, tickets were always available. Yeah. And you can usually find cheap tickets because right. if we waited and went to the box office the day of the game, we could get a discount. And there were all kinds of, you know, coupons and stuff in the paper that you could get buy one, get one. Remember and, if you use like, like if you use the first national card, right. you could get a discount on tickets. Yeah. And so there were so many of those types of things. We were like, well, what's the point of having season tickets? And that's my concern about this is, is that too many of these types of things, it becomes a, what really is the value to the season tickets? Because if the value of the season tickets is just that we get to pick our seats, uh, that's going to wear off pretty quick. Well, one of the things Bridget and I have been advocating for for years is having more value added for season ticket holders. So obviously you pay the base price for right. your season tickets. But then have more events. I mean, I remember back in the early years of the program, for example, and this was the Blue Line Club that did this, but they would have like a preseason picnic that anybody could go to. Right. And so you go to the picnic, you know, it gave the fans a chance to get to know the new players. You know, you'd have hamburgers, hot dogs, you'd you know, pay for your ticket for that. Those are the kind of events that they don't have as much for fans anymore. It seems to be more of a, you know, hey, come to the games, right. you know have a good time, but we want, I, I mean, I would like to see more of those things, whether it's, you know, adding like a t-shirt with your purchase of season tickets or adding, you know, who knows? I mean, it could be any. Yeah. The, I remember, you know, Denver, when we had season tickets at Denver, they always had season ticket only events. Like yeah. these are events that you could go to and you could only go to if you had season tickets, the full season right. tickets. If you had a partial or they do uh um, Denver for a while did a Friday only and a Saturday only. Season yeah, I know. Tickets. And I know Wisconsin so did that for called. a while. Yeah. yeah. And so it was, you had to have full season tickets and you could go to these, you know, member access kinds of events. And that makes me think like, what if, uh, you know, what if there was a special, um, skate with the, what do they do the skate with Mavs? Well, there's a special skate with Mavs that does season ticket holders. Well, and that's only. the thing as much as I like the skate with the Mavs event. And I, I say this as somebody who, you know, Bridget and I were not blessed with children, unfortunately. So, you know, we don't have kids to take to escape with the right. Mavs deal. And, and for the last several years, it's been, you know, kids 12 and under. Well, there are fans like us who don't have kids or fans whose kids have kind of, you know, their expiration date has, right. you know, passed. And so, 
it might be nice to have those kind of events where you could go and talk to the players, interact with the players, talk to the coaches, do those kinds of things. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not being selfish asking for a lot of access, but it'd be nice to kind of get to know who you're playing for and for the players to get to know the fans a little bit more and to have that hook when you buy season ticket holders say, you know what, you guys are our best customers, you're our most loyal customers, and we're going to do these things above and beyond that make you feel special, beyond just, you know, you have your, you know, same reserved seat for every game. Yeah, and there's some of the simple things that, like Wisconsin for a while tried a a setup where instead of gates, like at Baxter gates open an hour before, so right. The Wisconsin thing was something like like if you had season tickets, you could get an hour before. If you didn't have season tickets, it was a half hour before. So, for for a little bit there, like you get to be the only ones in right. the arena, and you get a you know get your get your beer and, and get I, your food. I know and the not blue line longer I, lines exactly, and, and I know the Blue Line Club does something like that. But for season ticket holders, that would be great. You come and they can obviously tell if you have mm-hmm. season tickets and yeah yeah. And then uh, I think it was Lake Superior State for a while was doing a concessions discount. So season ticket holders had a wristband that they'd get when they came in and you got like a dollar off anything at the concession stand. So you yeah. get a little bit of a discount there. I mean, these are little things, but it makes me feel like my consistent uh, patronage, you know, exactly. my commitment to the team is valued, which yeah. is what I think you worry. I think what we're worried about losing you and I both is that, that value that you know why right. should i why should i stick with this if i can just you know be a willy-nilly and, and fly by the wire type of fan well and part of the reason so many fans for so many years were beating the drum of an on-campus arena even though the quest center you know was a beautiful facility albeit too big was because hopefully the smaller confines would create more demand and you know give more value to season tickets but we've seen a lot of empty pockets at games the last couple of years and so I think it's just a good idea to preemptively start to do that value-added stuff right. to keep people on the hook. And, and, and a lot of it's just low or no-cost stuff. It's not like it's, it's just kind of more sweat equity and time that has to go into it. But I think, I think you have to kind of pay service to the people that are, that are your loyal customers. And now would be the time for them to do it. I think, you know, with a promotion like this where you got season ticket, you can, you can maybe grab a couple season ticket holders uh, awareness, you know, grab their attention with this $200 deal, you know, if they look at it going, well, what did I get in the second half of the season? But I got tickets to all the game, which I could have gotten, you know, for a slightly higher price, you know, if at I just a paid single game price, or you could have done their this motivation to renew for a full season next fall. Right. Right. So I think that now would be the time for the university to say, okay, well, we're running this. We're going to, you know, we're going to hook them in with this great deal. And then we're going to show them what it's like to be a season ticket holder. The show them the value of doing it with some events and some special, you know, ticket holder event type of things in the second half of the season. Exactly. Really show show like, those people. Oh, yeah, I want to... yeah. Show those people who are buying those special packages. You're exactly right. right. Show them how good it would be for them if they became a full fledged season ticket holder right. the following season, and then follow up with those folks and market to those folks. But yeah. Kind of do that demonstration so that they understand that, you know, it's more than just about, you know, having your same seat or having, you know, your tickets for all the games. It's about, you know, these added extras, added incentives to buy. Yeah. So 
hopefully we see some of that. Hopefully our, our marketing is one of those value. things that I think is a constant thing that they have to work on and you can't let up on the accelerator with that kind of stuff. Yeah, you really can't hold off at all. So, And you and I, you and I kind of work in that marketing communications realm, so we uh, understand that you have to be relentless with that. We're hypersensitive to That's it. That's right. So should we preview the next coming season? The next coming series season? I, see, I'm already <laughs> done with this. We ended, on on a, we ended on a high note with the Arizona State series. <laughs> Shut up. We're done. We're done. That's it. Pick it up. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. Season's over. We win. Yeah, we got to talk about Colorado College. I hate Colorado College. I well, just want to point out, co- I'm a like I'm a Denver fan, so like yeah, you. Under- I have another you under- reason to hate Colorado College. This is perfect. You understand that big rivalry? It's like when we moved here and people. I, I didn't under like I wasn't really a Nebraska football fan, right? But at the time, Nebraska was in the same conference as Colorado, and being a Colorado State yeah. uh, alumni, I. I did not need another reason, but I was happy to take another reason to hate CU. Oh, absolutely! That was that was a, yeah, that was a big rivalry. It was yeah, that was that was great back. I I kind of miss the Big Eight and Big Twelve days a little bit for Husker football, but obviously we don't want to get you know delve too much down the rabbit so, hole of Husker football. But so that Colorado College Denver rivalry is big. I it's yes. not you know it's not one I because UNO wasn't in the WCHA very long and. Yeah, you didn't have that fun. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't get to know that rivalry, but but they're a team that's been Colorado College has been somewhat down on their luck the last few years, but they're, but they're trying to better. turn things around and they're getting better and they're yeah. playing better this year, and so they're NCHC opponent coming in. NCHC opponents are always going to be tough. Where do you see UNO after next weekend? Are you asking me for my pick? Well, of, let's, I, that did kind of sound like I was doing the prediction already. Let's talk a little bit about the team. Let's you know, let's let's rewind a little bit there, since you know words are just kind of flowing out of my mouth. <laughs> have you looked Reset. at college? How did college? Did Colorado College play this weekend, or did they have the weekend off? They were off this weekend. Yeah, I know a number of NCHC teams were right, uh, and their last series was at home first Miami. Okay, and then I think they had Duluth the week before that. Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah, but they were in Duluth. Oh, they were in Duluth. Okay. And then lost. They've only, I think, it's it's hard to pick. So they're one in five in the NCHC. Right. And so part of, I mean, part of them coming in and part of what UNO has to be prepared for is this is a team that knows they're getting better, but record-wise, probably not where they want to be. Right. They're going to look at UNO as being kind of a similar, you know, when you look at the, the final standings, Cairo College, Miami, UNO right. are expected to be in the know, bottom right around each other. So, we're, so we're try- if we can, we're trying to put some distance between us right. and those two teams in particular. And so I think they're going to be hungry and looking for, I think they're going to be hungry and looking for a split. Right. They'd be happy to come here and end up one and one. Absolutely. Um, we look at our team right now, and obviously there was a lot of emotion for that Arizona State series because of the series in October at Arizona State. It was it was almost like a grudge match for UNO, and you could tell that they wanted to take the Sun Devils down. That's because they listened to the podcast. They knew we jinxed Johnny Walker. Yeah, well, that's right, we did. <laughs> so the, but the question is, 
will they have that same type of emotion this coming weekend? Yeah, will they... Against CC. Hopefully they don't look at it and say, you know, we can get past Coward College, we're, we're better than them, because I think that attitude a lot of times ends up hurting teams. you got to be careful about looking ahead to that series at St. Cloud. Right, absolutely. You know, and UNO's had some success. Look, they're 2-2 two and two in conference play. I'm, right. I'm apparently I'm big about the team, you know, achieving 500 in various uh, <laughs> <laughs> overall in conference. They need to try to keep they need their to momentum keep going. That. They do, and we can't mention the poll that no. it's going to affect. No, Connor won't let us do that. But this is this is the big weekend for for that because. Kyra College has already played Anchorage, yep. which we will play at the end of December. Correct. They've played Miami, and they went uh, at home and won and lost in overtime. Okay. And so those are two series that you look at how we perform against Kyra College, and when you look at the comparison rankings and stuff in the pairwise. Oh, I said it. Okay. This, so, this, this is You're right. This is a team that UNO for UNO to kind of take the next step this season because they're starting to show, I mean, they're four and two in their last six games. Right. So this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity not only to put yourself in good position in conference play, it's an opportunity to inch closer to 500. Cause and make a case for why, if you continue to perform well, why you deserve to be considered for an NCAA tournament. Right. And it, you know, a, a sweep of Cairo College at home will go a long way towards putting you in a position where you can compete for home ice. I think a split, and we're looking at we're going somewhere for the first round. Right, because not that NCAA long ago, season. people were like, you know, it basically looks like we're not going to get home ice. But you get a sweep against CC. Western Michigan struggling. Yeah. Sweep against CC. You've got Miami. North Dakota has been struggling. I don't know how long they'll be struggling, but they haven't been performing. You haven't played any of your games against North Dakota. So right. The, the big thing with North Dakota is, is regardless of how they're playing, you still have the opportunity Correct. to put some gap between yep. you and them. Uh, as opposed to like Miami, it's we've already played two of our games against yeah. them. Yeah. They're not one of the teams. We played them again there. So... Yeah, because there's some teams where we only play home. Yeah. There's a team that we only play home, and there's a team that we only play away. And so they're not one of those, so we don't have to worry about that. But, yeah, I mean, you don't get a whole lot of opportunities at these types of clubs. So you, you really, really don't. need to capitalize when you get an NCHC team. Absolutely. So, all right, so now we do. Now can we jump to predictions? Yes, let's jump to predictions. Do you want me to start this time? Yeah, you start. All right, I'm going to go with the sweep. So I don't know what you're going to do. Because I'm already taking the optimist role. You knew I was... Yeah. <laughs> you knew damn well that I was... <laughs> uh, I think... I think Gabnet's got the guys' heads in the right spot. I think they they look like they're playing well. I worry a little bit about the ego. I worry that they they know they're playing well too much type of, right. of situation. Uh, and I'm a little worried about the events and stuff that they have coming up their week. I hope that their week isn't thrown off and it doesn't kind of throw off their rhythm. But I think Kyra College is struggling. I think particularly their goaltending is a little 
lax in my opinion i think they're vulnerable back then and if we can chip and chase and we can get you know some space in the offensive zone there's room to score goals colorado college is definitely a beatable team yeah and they're a team of if we want to take the tech next step we want to turn the corner this season because after this weekend i think the guys are fully committed right to doing what gabinette's preaching gabinette's a smart coach he's a good coach and so I'm going to predict the sweep, too. So you and I are doing the—apparently we're just doing, you know, congruent picks each week since we both picked a split last week. That's right. So I'm going to go with the sweep this week, mainly because I want to see a sweep this week. They need a sweep, and I'd love to see us at 6-7-1 and one going into that series at St. Cloud. But we can't look ahead to St. Cloud, but, boy, it'd be great to be in that position. It'd be a really good position for the Mavs to be in. I think so. And so that's all part of my my master plan for this team to find a way to pull itself back up, be hovering around 500 at the yep. first of the year and ready to make a run in the second half. You know, we've got Tyler Weiss back in the lineup. Woo! Yep. We're both fanboys. <laughs> and um, I'm excited with the way the upperclassmen played this weekend. Yeah. I'm excited for Evan Wenninger to get that shutout, the first shutout in two seasons. He's a good guy. These are good players. Yeah. And they all did well. Absolutely. So with that, wrap up and. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you, Jason, for being my partner on this podcast again. I'd like to thank the folks for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to listen to any back episodes of the podcast, and you should listen to back episodes of the podcast, because I've had a bunch of people say I haven't had a chance to listen to your podcast last Well. You should. They're all online. You can find them on our website, mappuck.com, under the podcast tab. They're all there. They're all very easy to listen to. You just put your headphones in at work. Nobody will notice you're doing something else. Plug it in on the drive to work. Yeah, you might have fun. You might learn something. You'll have fun. Trust us. Yeah, and be sure to follow us on all our social channels, on Twitter, on Facebook, and you can find the links for those at mappuck.com, too, and we'd love to interact with you. We'd love to take some questions, even though nobody seems inclined to ask us any questions but we'd like to do that so any final thoughts jason nothing for me john all right stay classy omaha